Hey, Woken Free Nation, Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin, or even one of your favorite celebrities. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Woken Free, is there too. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woken Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 252nd episode of Woken Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we're doing a beautiful discussion around... Our own Woken Free Baby one year later. So what do we mean by that? Stay tuned. More to listen. But before we dive deep into the subject, a couple of things to ask. First, have you gone to WokenFree.com to not only listen to this episode, but to download it through the Podbean app? If you haven't, please do so immediately. If you download the episode through the app, that's how you're able to join the conversation by adding in your comments. And we want to hear from you, especially the other parents of one-year-olds and two-year-olds and all the beautiful babies around the world. So make sure you share your thoughts with us. And so if for whatever the reason is, you cannot download another app on the device that you listen to podcasts on, a couple of tears are shed, but... What you can do then is go to WokenFree.com, go in the Listen tab, and then pick your platform of choice where you're going to follow and subscribe to the show. So we are on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. It's a Woken Free world. We are everywhere. So go to WokenFree.com, click on the the Listen tab, and then make sure you click to subs- follow and subscribe to the show wherever you may please. Now, also on WokenFree.com, you can click to subscribe to follow the show through the Podbean app, which is really important. On social, you can follow us, follow us and holler at us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we're on. <laughs> so make sure you do that at WokenFree. And then lastly, we would love for you to review the show. So we have some good five-star reviews. I think we could get more. You know you want to give us some. So please go to WokenFree.com, go in the Listen tab, and then review the show wherever you may want to. And tell us how the show is feeding into your life, what you enjoy, what you want to hear more of, etc. And now I'm going to kick it to you, Kalo. And before we start the conversation... We're going to share a little bit about ourselves. This week we're asking, would you rather have all your teeth fall out at once or all your hair? You have a real problem, sir. Is this my problem or is this a problem that you're going to have to choose? I mean, that's not even funny. Like, yeah. It's actually <laughs> really messed up. It's a good uh, one. It, it tells a lot about you. Okay. So, I think. man. 
I guess I would say I would choose the latter uh, because I want my teeth. I already struggle with making sure I don't have a lot of dental work going on. So I would not have wanted to have invested all the thousands of dollars in getting dental work to then lose all my teeth. Uh, so I'll keep my teeth and wear, wear a wig. Oh, so you choose the former, not the latter. Or, yeah, I or want, you wanna, no, you I want to keep teeth. all my teeth. I, I don't want to, I'd lose all my hair, I'm saying. So you'd rather have, oh, so you would rather have your hair fall out. Mm-hmm. That's I don't what want to keep my teeth, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think I would have to agree with that because I think teeth are important and mm-hmm. use them to eat. So if you were stranded on an island, I think you want your teeth. You don't care much about your hair. That's not a big deal. Like, I mean, it's, in the context of living on the island or yeah. life? Okay. Both. I mean, just think if, if you can't survive on an island without it, then mm. you know that you need it. So you need your teeth more than you need your hair. I like that's, that that's your comparison point. That's, that's what you got to think about, you're though. You're really living in that survivalist mentality. <laughs> you got to think realistically, what do you really need? You need your teeth. You don't need your COVID hair. is doing wonderful things to you, is what I would say. I mean, you can, like, yeah, the teeth are going to be hard to replace. You can't ah. just put wooden teeth in your mouth and you can't build that can't yourself. Can't be like George Washington, eh? Yeah, that was fake, but yeah, you can't do that either. <laughs> can't do that fake stuff that everybody talks about. Yeah. You know, that's not how it goes. That sounds so, gross. Th- you know, I'm going to go with the, might let him the, the hair fall out just like you. Oh, okay. That'll be my, my choice. Mm. And, you know, we can definitely learn lessons from the things that we my chose from that scenario. Goes. Yes. But can you tell us about your top five lessons learned during KJ's first year of life? Yes. Well, given that this is a woken free baby one year later, then I guess we will both will go into our uh, top, top five things that we learned during his first year of life. So for me, number one, without a doubt is mom guilt is an actual real thing. So in our household, we are privileged to be able to both be home, but doing different things. <laughs> Typically during the day, I'm working on the computer, you're working on running behind and around our little one. And I would say that as much as both work forms of work are valid, you as a mom, I feel definitely very guilty that I'm not there for every single minute, even though I am usually a room away. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's just hard because someone's got to pay the bills. (laughs) So we've got to, you know, uh, divide and conquer. But that's definitely a real thing to not to feel guilty for not seeing every single second, even though he could care less as long as he's throwing food and screaming at the top of his lungs. I think he's feeling good about things. That's what it's about. (laughs) We'd have to ask him, I guess. (laughs) But there's that. Uh, Next, I would say sacrifice is a must to be a parent, uh, but you definitely still want to reserve time and space for you each and every day. You cannot put off me time for Saturdays and Sundays. That's unhealthy and unrealistic and non-sustain, not sustainable. You, uh, you also then, if you, try to say, push back your me time, you're going to end up resenting your child or the duties of parenthood. So even if it's five minutes, even if it's five minutes in the bathroom, you've got to designate time for you, 
each and every day. So for me, just for folks to like, what does that look like? For me, that looks like listening to music. That looks like going for a walk. That looks like going to the gym, swimming, getting my nails did, uh, mm, uh, <laughs> uh, doing self-care Sundays where I spend more than five minutes, pretty much like two and a half hours uh, doing my hair and, and face masks and all of that good stuff. So feeling good about that. Do I still have mom guilt when I do those things? Yes. But nonetheless, you still got to do it. Uh, <laughs> number three is live and die by your calendar. Uh, I, as you know, and KJ knows, am a regimented person and life becomes really challenging. You if think you the don't. baby knows that? That's a good he one. He knows what's up. He knows. Mother knows. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> he knows. We have to live and die by calendar. Now, you don't live and die by the calendar, which is problematic yeah that's yeah <laughs> whose fault is that exactly kj <laughs> <laughs> uh definitely not my fault mm. oh wow yeah uh, I, I know you're I saying know my different business. types of information I now know my business so. you're supposed to be telling people the truth but i don't know if i you're am telling, telling the truth <laughs> you don't live and die by your own by your calendar but that's whose your fault, fault. That? your fault <laughs> <laughs> But we have different approaches to life, so that's why. And so for me, I find it much more easier to segment each each of the tasks that I have for my life. And yes, I've cut back on my to-do list. My to-do list used to be 40 things long. Now it's probably between 6 to 12 uh, for the day. And I have to have it baked into the calendar. So I suggest to all parents, uh, whether your child is 18 or 8 seconds old... (laughs) Try to find the the time on a daily and a weekly basis to adjust your calendar and live by it. Next, be present. Cherish the moments. When they happen, once they're gone, they're gone. You can't get it back. So when you are there, instead of being on your phone... Spend time smiling at your baby, talking to your baby. If your baby is a 12-year-old, find out how their day is going. Be present. Be emotionally connected to this life that you've given because you're going to regret not building that emotional trust and relationship with your baby. And then lastly for me would be, you know, parenting is a lot, but one of the most beautiful and rewarding parts of it is being able to intentionally break generational curses. And it feels good because, for for instance, I tell KJ I love him every day. I constantly hug and kiss him. And that was not something that I experienced in my life on a daily basis. And I know that for him, that type showing love and affection is going to be normalized for him. And it's not going to be something that he has to work into or find comfort with because he would expect nothing less. And I feel really good about being able to identify those gaps in my own childhood and then correcting it for the next generation. So uh, he will learn to also hopefully do that and impart that in his own life. And uh, I feel really good about that. So those are my top five lessons. How about you? All right. Well, my first one is that babies, they grow up fast is what I've noticed. So one thing they're doing one th- uh, something, but the next day they just like <laughs> do something that you can never imagine them doing. You're mm. like, wow, you're like a person now. Aww. So you got to make sure yeah. you watch them and yeah. you know take notice because they will grow up right before your eyes. Mm. The second thing is that babies they do love routines, mm. so mm. try to stick to it or else. Mm. You're, it's going to bite you in the end. That's yes, what I've that learned. works well and well with you living and dying by calendar. No, you don't have to have a calendar. You can have an internal clock that's just tied to that doing stuff on time. That never clicks on time. 
<laughs> no, it's yeah. internal. It runs and it uh, works pretty well for animals. So yeah, for the other animals, they do it. So people can use that too. Sure. So that's what's cool. Like a baby doesn't even have a calendar. So that's what's interesting. They do though. No, they don't. They do. They give you. You can make them a calendar, but they truly don't have a calendar themselves. So that's what I like. Agree to disagree. They have an internal clock though, and that's mm. what you got to learn to just jive with that. Mm-hmm. The third thing is that it's actually easy to push through the lack of sleep when you're a parent. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Because that's what, that's the thing. You're not going to get sleep, so you you might Don't not say realize that. it's going to be staggered and it's going to be but less than what you're. It, com- so. Yeah, not what you're normally cust- uh, yeah, accustomed to. Whatever you to. got, you get unless less. you naturally were had an insomniac. Then yeah, I mean yeah, I guess if you're already. <laughs> but no, I think even even insomniacs would struggle. Yeah, with that. they would, okay. well not struggle, but they're just going to get less sleep. Even so, maybe Jeez, that's helpful for them. I don't. <laughs> It's, uh, Feed into the assumption. Yeah, it's good because they'll be up and they can, you know, take care of the baby. So when full the baby's on zombie up. mode. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's good if you're an insomniac and you're a parent. It's a nice ordeal because you don't have to worry. Truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth one is that even though babies they might not like a new food you give them, if you take like twenty tries, eventually it could be their favorite. <laughs> That's what I found Persistence out. is the key then with yeah. feeding. Them. Well, yeah, when it okay. comes to food, it's not like a person. Because, you know, when people try calamari, they spit it out immediately. There you go. Being judgmental. No, I'm just saying what some people do. I'm not saying if I do okay, that or you Mr. do that. Okay, Mr. White Cauliflower. But I know you look at certain <laughs> foods and you say, I would never. And you turn up your I nose to that, it. I say that, Khalil. Yeah, no, to certain foods, you do do that. What about yourself? If it's like a bite-sized thing Why on the plate. Why are you bringing me into the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about yourself. <laughs> no, these just, are your lessons these are your insights it's my lesson but with an example I'm with not you the baby it, of the household just FYI <laughs> this this example just it makes you understand what the baby goes through though Shameful. and how you're so much different than the baby because you Thank just you. you don't I can't get you to eat a food after 20 tries it's not like you're not going to change your mind after You've the first you've never tried to do that I've never tried to give you a food 20 times no, in a row. No, you are not, not in a row. Bro. Not 20 times I haven't done that. That different of a person. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that takes is difference yes. to do that. But that's what Correct. I'm saying. I've only give you a food once. And if you say you don't like I it, I would ask you. Would rehash you try again. And I'm not the toddler in the, in the household. This is, I know I'm just, oh, okay. I'm giving you a good comparison point. Cause it's gotcha. like when you take the baby, you got to compare it to somebody who's doing and something I normal. I encourage you to, encourage, to do the that. comparison to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up somebody who's a good example, though. I encourage you to be that good example. I want you to just understand that I'm bringing ah, you up because I think you should understand. Yourself. It makes the most sense. Good. It makes the most sense in this context. So you love being in my in my example. No, so that's what's good. God bless. <laughs> you appreciate it. You no, know that. You. See, eventually, if I do it 20 tries, it may work with you. No, thank you. If I put you in 20 examples, you're not going to like it. No, thank you. <laughs> we'll see we're gonna test yeah. the theory of that okay. on you but not with food and mm-hmm. the last thing i learned is that babies they can be on then off and hot then cold they Aww. just change and it's the yeah. so a good example is that they might be really energetic and throwing mm-hmm. their toys around and then in one second they pass out or one second later they pass out like you know go to sleep why is that <laughs> an important lesson to know because you do, then it makes you know that man, even though they're energetic, they they still got to sleep at some point. Ah, okay. <laughs> so it's it's just a good that thing the to engine know. Eventually turns off. Gotcha. Yeah, and, but okay. and it can cut out at any time though. It's not like a <laughs> it's not like a typical engine. It could just mm. say, "Up, oh, that's it. That's <laughs> I'm out of here." And and they show that in the movie Boss Baby too, where Aww. the Boss Baby says, "Time to nap," and then he's out. <laughs> that's it. He goes right to sleep. Yes. So that, that's that's a good Sweetness. thing that babies can do. It's a great. 
power that they have. Okay. And over- I wish I had that power to sleep <laughs> like that. Sleep on demand to say, oh, I think time. you're getting close. Bam. I think you're getting real close. I wish I could do yeah. that. I can't do nap on demand, mm-hmm. but I can go to sleep because I have lack of it. So I can sleep correct, now. Correct. And overall, what has been uh, the overall best part of this last year with KJ? The best part? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing, like watching him grow up in front of my mm. eyes, watching him become a human, mm. Mm. A, an adult human, I guess would be yeah. the phrase. Older. Yeah, because he's just a bite-sized human now, oh. a big bite size. I still think of him as small, but I know I mean, he's, he's big, big for his size. Bird. Yeah, yes, big small baby. Yeah, but I think of <laughs> I when when I see big things, I think of them as small, and other people might think they're big. Ah, okay. like big dogs, I think they're small to me. Gotcha. And then actually smaller than you. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically, gotcha. I guess. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Point of reference, yeah. If I saw a giant, I don't know if I would say then they're small. Like, Look at this small giant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, comparing to another giant. If you see two giants, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Then, but I usually think people, I think of things as smaller and some people will call them big. Gotcha. You know, I would say that's what I do. for me, my favoriteest part of this last year with KJ has just been the emotional deepening and bonding with him. So going from figuring out like, what does this little beautiful small angel want and trying to guess and then like following your intuition and then also having more cues from him as to like, yes, mommy, this does work. He does like it. He laughs and then building routine with him. So playing the same game with him over and over again. And then also certain phrases that make him laugh. Like I like building consistency and, and, and like seeing what he like knowing in my mind, Oh, he's going to like this. And then seeing in actuality just makes me feel like, like a superhuman, like, like I, I figured out this person, at least for this stage. I know that every stage is different. So, you know, within zero to one, I'm feeling really good about the connection and the wow. understanding. We, you know, we can definitely revisit and <laughs> we will have to on an annual basis and say, okay, where are we at between one to two, two to three and beyond? Uh, and God willing, right? every day is a blessing and a gift and just being very grateful and, and celebratory for that. But, uh, it's just beautiful. Like, just seeing him happy and just seeing him be silly. And also, what's his favorite thing currently to do now? Shake his head and say no. So yeah, he that's knows been that a real already. riot. Yeah, he's into no. Into the no. And he learned that from eating food and not wanting to eat that certain meal that's mm, really that good for him. Thing. Yeah, yep. so that's what he started shaking in his head. And he said, oh, nope. that, that means no. So I use that for other stuff. Yep, and now it's no all day. So. Yeah. <laughs> now he knows to do that. Nice. And say, tell us no about everything. <laughs> Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's a, what's a, what's a scenario? It's scenario time, guys. Scenario one. Wakinya is very determined to give her all at the government job she's worked for the past 10 years. She gets pressured every day from her parents, asking when she will get married and give them a grandchild. Do you think it makes sense for her to have a child? Oh, wow. What an interesting question. So... Oof. And just so I understand, does she actually want children or no? She's not sure. Not she just sure. loves okay. to work, though. Loves to loves her job. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, first and foremost, 
you, <laughs> I, I, people like to think that I said I didn't want to have children, but uh, just to get it all corrected on all fronts, I've always, I was always 50-50, even as a child on it. Obviously, now being a mother, uh, the answer is hard yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, for her in this scenario, if she's not really sure, then she's going to need to uh, probably figure out how to be a little bit more definitive on that before she can pursue that life decision because you you I would hate for her to make that decision and then regret it down the road and also it has nothing to do around the timeline around what her parents want if they want another child they're welcome to adopt one or go and foster and people have got to stop living in other people's uterus on all fronts uh, um, and and so I think she needs to sit with self and, and start to figure out what does her life look like. And great that she has a career that she's all into and loves it, regardless if it's a government job or not. Um, <laughs> you know, at wow, the end of the day, right. having happiness with your career is a blessing, regardless of the type of employer it is. So and even if you're at a government job, it's okay to give your all, is what you're saying. I'm saying you should give your all in and whatever's important in, uh, to you and whatever you're passionate about. If that happens to be a government job, God bless you. If that happens to be entrepreneurship, God bless you. If it happens to be both, God bless you. Like, do you whenever you want, however you want. I don't know what you what type of shade you're throwing here. Why is there shade throwing here? That's scenario. how I'm interpreting it. Why was there any shade? But I'm going to kick it to you. What is your answer in this scenario? Oh, my answer is I understand why the parents are trying to pressure her mm-hmm. well, Kenya for getting the child because they want to guarantee their place in the future of the planet Earth. So that's <laughs> why they're doing that. They're thinking <laughs> for selfish reasons. So I do understand why they're pressuring her. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is I don't know if they know her because if she's giving her all at this government job she's working, I don't know if she's really about that life. I mean, that's, that's what I think. So mm. I would say she should not have a child at this point. Wow. She should just see if things happen naturally because okay. obviously, or it, doesn't, it might not be obvious, but it seems like she's not in a serious relationship or anything. So I don't, Which I don't is not believe, a preclusion from having children. That's your thoughts. I don't believe that. Well, so. it physically is not. You can't <laughs> well, yeah, actually no, you go can. and have a child. But I'm, that's just, I'm, yeah. but my, I'm actually but against people. But you support people folks sing- doing it in a more traditional manner, you're suggesting. I, I just I don't think people should be having a child if they're just trying to raise this child on their own. I think they As need two person. By, by me, nurse, yeah. Not this the platform not, of Woken Free yeah. or the no, consensualness I mean, no, of both of us. Yeah, yeah. You have your own opinions. But my personal opinions is you should have. Uh, two parents raising a child or more two or more parents raising As a child stated and believed so I'm okay by Khalil. I'm okay with 40 parents whatever but it has to be more than one that's uh, stated by me okay so I don't think it makes sense for her because she's not like she's not in a serious relationship mm-hmm. as far as we know so yeah that's my answer all right scenario two Natasha is a compassionate mother of 10 children she says she loves them all equally and is thinking of having one more do you think she can learn anything else from having another baby? Sure. How to go mad. <laughs> <laughs> so ten, 10, you're still sane, though. That's cool. That's what you're no, saying. No, I think you lost, that ship has sailed <laughs> oh, already. Right. So, so what are you this learning? This is just going into the deep end of uh, complete oh, okay. release from reality. <laughs> oh, good. See, at least there's more levels to go. You're not lower than, you know, the... <laughs> the sea level, I guess. So that's good. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, you're joking. No, right. no, no. Uh, I think every child, to be honest, brings a new lesson and a new opportunity of learning and growth for you. I personally 
am not a fan of uh, the idea of a large family only because I have a I have a personality I think that doesn't lend for that behavior or that lifestyle choice. However, I commend anyone who does feel capable and has a desire for that. That is not the life that I would want for myself. That sounds like a horror story, uh, but you know that's my personal belief. So you um, think that could be a film series or something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that if you if you yeah, I think people mess are, with a special ghost and you get thirty children. Okay, well that went different. How <laughs> I don't possibly because you said it's a like a horror film, so that's what yes. it'd be. Don't touch the ghosts, or else thirty children become yours. That's automatically. A, my mind is going to sick places when you're saying this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, it's not supposed to be sick. Yeah, it's just, just sick it's just what I thought about because yeah, you said I, it's yeah, like I, I yeah, it, no. you said it's a scary film. I, I would say that if she is financially capable of caring for more children and has the bandwidth to care for more children and it doesn't impact the health or wellness of all children involved, then I'm an advocate for her doing that if that is what she wants. If any of those parameters are not met, then I would not recommend that that lifestyle choice. All right. Mm-hmm. So you don't recommend it, but you think she can learn something. I I would only not recommend it if if there's going to be deficiency among the children or deficiency in her life. If there's no deficiency, then have at it. Uh, but I personally would not recommend such a decision, though. No. Even though, <laughs> getting back to the question, but do you think she could learn anything? Oh, a thousand percent, yeah. So she can, okay. I think you can learn anything <laughs> from any any scenario in your life, so yeah. All right. So this one's funny to me, because I say, since she has ten children already, mm-hmm. I know you're talking all that stuff like, yeah, she can, she can have another one, and as long as she'll be able to care for her and all that, I don't go for all that, I say that. She's she's she has ten children already, so to me, she can't love all them equally. She's gonna love more some more than the other, and she has this next baby. I think that she might not be able to learn anything from the baby because she's mm. too busy running after all the other kids. I don't. I just. But I mean, I can't see it helping. The fact that depending I can on see the this child the... being neglected, or what I could see happen is one of two things: either the child's neglected, or the child takes over and she puts all. Like she puts more of her energy towards this child, and somebody else loses some of that. But it doesn't attention. preclude the idea that the other children might help. We don't know the ages. She could have children possible, who are eighteen yeah. to seven. That's and true. Just, it's possible. You know, so those children, people, children in those age groups are able to help. Is that fair and nice to do that to children to make them mini parents? I still think that Not could be a form of neglect, depending on how Absolutely. much they're helping. Absolutely. Like, I, you, you, like you got to help your siblings. That's fine. But you can't be a, a nanny is kind yeah. of thing. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be. That's like but all you, you do. You need you time know, for yourself of, to be a child. A lot of parents, unfortunately, do do that because it's just a necessity in the household for everyone to get by. But yeah, I mean, again, you it's it's a hard space because right, this question in nature is a little bit judgmental, and so because we should think about it realistically. Aren't humans aren't supposed to have ten children, right? So I'm not the the divine creator of life. So I don't I can't answer that question. Wow. Are people should people do? I think your life is a reflection of what you want it to be. So if in some people's minds their life is to procreate and have 20 children, then that's what their life is for. For some people 
having children is a complete nightmare and they want none of it. So, <laughs> you know, I think one. that life is a subjective landscape that you need to craft and mold for yourself. And there isn't a one answer fits all for all people because people are not one size fit all. We're all beautiful, different unicorns. So for her, this might be her journey. She might, her journey might end up her getting her to 14 children. And that might sound absolutely well, nuts we, to someone else, but it is not for someone else's journey. So, you, so it's, you it may not be is. able to say what the limit is, but you know, there is a limit because it's the same thing as having too much salt. There's a limit to how much salt there we can take for limit, our diet, right? But what Maybe if you don't know Natasha it. lives in a household where she has 25 nannies? Having 11 children isn't that crazy then, right? We yeah, just don't know her resources. We don't know her So she starts to adopt them? I mean, then you start to question that. What about those other kids? Could adopt as well. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't, and by this, by this we, example, um, you didn't, you know, it's not clear if well, all we can't children say for are sure, born yeah. to her or are adopted or kin, you know, so... A lot of variety. Yeah, this is open. This is open. Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely open scenario. So, you know, our listeners probably have different things that they would Mm. do in this. Put it in the comments, y'all. Scenario three: Dakota is always traveling across her native country, searching for the best living she can afford. She's expecting her second child around the holiday time, and is wondering if she should treat the new child exactly the same as her older child. Oh, that's an interesting question. So by default, I believe that children are in different stages. And so as a parent, it is your duty and obligation to treat such children as according to the stage that they're in. So someone who's in the age group of zero to one needs different, has different needs and requirements than someone who's seven to eight, 10 to 11, every stage is different. So that how that's phrased to me by default, I would say no, you should not treat the child exactly the same. Because also, children have different temperaments, they have different what if one is special needs, Uh, every child is different. So I, I would prescribe or answer this to say that you should understand who your child is, and try to parent in a way that best nourishes and and fosters positive enrichment and growth for that individual. And may that be similar to her older child? Sure. But don't, don't take the first child and, and just copy paste onto the second one. This might be a whole different bag of, uh, of, of gum, a whole different bag popcorn. of beans or popcorn to deal with. Learn, learn the new child, understand the new child's needs, and then parent accordingly. Yeah, what if one child's uh, kettle corn and one is the caramel sprinkled corn? Feeling hungry? I'm just giving a good example because you brought up the bags of stuff. So the only thing I can think is bags of food. Listen, someone could be popcorn. Someone could be actual like corn, baked corn. It's people. Oh, it could be bag of Legos too. Correct. What if one is bag of blue Legos? One's a bag of yellow Legos. It's a whole different. You treat them different. They're different colors. So I don't know you do. Everyone, everyone's different. different and it's really important. And I really want to encourage people to really hone in on the individuality of the child. It's a different entity. It's a different person. Know your kid and parent how they need to be parented. Yeah, I think the key is that everybody is different. No individual is exactly the same. So mm-hmm. what works for one might not work for the other. And you can't be upset about it either you can't be like uh, this doesn't make sense i mean it's my child mm-hmm. well, both child children act the same i mean i did that to your older sibling you're not acting the same way when i do mm. it to you 
you can't you can't blame them you know everybody's yeah. different so yeah you gotta like take the situation as it is and because i think what's funny is often in parenting if you look at the books they just they kind of give you a general set of things to do but mm. you can't follow those stuff to a t it doesn't work with every child so exactly. you got to figure it out on your own and understand that kids are different like some kids might not want to travel across the country yeah like she was doing before with her mm -hmm. previous with first child so child, right? yeah. that's the thing to think about maybe it doesn't work out for the second one maybe the second one wants more discriminance yeah yeah so that that's the thing to think about Absolutely. What you can do is you can love all your children equally, possibly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> People argue possibly. That. It's, again, we were in the scenario of one, so we don't, you know, I don't know what that contextually looks like. Uh, but one would imagine you love the child and you love all your children. And is the love... But the love is does, different, the, Does the love That's look the same? Funny. No, it's, it looks different because the child is different. Yeah. And the needs are different. And the relationship is different. And the setting is different. Everything's different. But the love is there. The connection is there. The goal is to continue to make multiple humans and, and, and beautiful contributors to this earth. And, uh, you know, try to, again, hold on to that sanity. <laughs> Along the way, that I think that's critical here. <laughs> you can try. We can try. And with that, we are at that time again. Woo! Coming to the end of our 252nd episode of Will and Free Losing Sanity. <laughs> this was quite the episode talking about Woken Free Baby. That's what we're talking about. KJ, one year later. So, Khalil, what do folks have to do now? Come back next week for the new Woke Free Wednesday episode. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesdays to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, we are pretty much packed for this year. But we are entertaining topics and suggestions and stories for 2023. So hit us up on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. That's W-O-K-E-N. F-R-E-E.com. On social, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn at Woken Free. And for all sponsorship and collaboration queries, hit us up on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time. <laughs>